Hey, my loves, good morning. <laughs> Listen, this time change is good for me. Slept really good last night. But, um, and I'm going to be talking about some of the supplements I've been taking that have been helping me with that. But let's get into it. So, for those of you who have been with me for a while, you probably remember it was about right before the Kanye debacle went down. I want to say like two weeks before it happened, I had been talking a little bit about some of his lyrics and I mentioned, I said, you know, there's a line in there that I I want us to revisit. And it's the line where Kanye says, um, my mama said I was challenged and you know, she, or it was like, he said, she was a single back mama. She said I was challenged and you know, she was petty or something like that. And as disrespectful as that is, you know, and as much as I also find it extremely fascinating that I, when I tell you, I thought this man's dad had just had died or something because I never, ever heard about his dad until this year when his dad said he was proud of him. Now, mind you, Kanye is 45 years old. That's neither here nor there, right? So he's disparaging the mother, the 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 parent that stayed. We all, um, at some point have heard about just how, um, Donda. I probably could do a little bit of outside research on her, but she sounded like she really did the best that she could for her and her son, and made sure he went to college. Although he did do kind of a college dropout type of a thing, um. And y'all, maybe, mm, now I'm going to leave that alone because it's a little bit too much TMI. But I am going to say this. I do not really get along with Geminis and I cannot begin to imagine what it would be like to raise one. And if you pick up on what you need to, then you pick up on what you need to. But um, I'm so glad I kind of waited because I have a little bit more, I guess, like stew in the pot to make the message really make sense, right? So um, we've been talking a little bit about, you know, slavery was a choice and what what does it mean? Because at the end of the day, we all have challenges, right? I've been talking about one of my favorite movies um, right now is Infinity Chamber, right? I recommend every person who considers himself to be a divine masculine or divine feminine even if you're on the on the journey right so not all of us we're not all perfect we're all learning um to be better versions of ourselves every day right but one of the things in the infinity uh uh, infinity chamber there were these it basically ended up being two people that were locked in these chambers and it represented life and where we are in our minds and how our minds control the outcomes, right? And the the interesting thing is that there was, the movie is mostly about the white guy, but somewhere in the movie, the black, come to find out there's a black guy in the same exact situation as him in the in the chamber next door all this time the white guy thought he was the only one with the challenges and you can see he's perseverant he's trying to use his mind he spends a lot of his time in his headspace figuring out how am i going to get out of here 
but things don't really start to um really pick up the pace until the um there's there was a little window but but he didn't know that there was anyone on the other side of it because it was kind of like a red window with little bars on it and it was high up and all of a sudden there's this loud noise and it pops out and it's like the hole is so small that even if you put your face up to it, you're only going to ba basically see like from their eyebrows to their mouth. So you don't really see like their hairline. Like that's how small the hole was. And this black guy pops up and he's like, hey. And he's like, the white guy's like, what? What are you doing? Like, who? I didn't even, you're, there's more people here? And he's like, yeah, I figured out the code. I've, I've, um, I've been able to overcome the system. I, um, was able to kind of, you know, he had the code, he had the secret. And I've been talking about how, um, we revisited how there are studies that show melanated people have the, um, pineal gland and, the advantages that comes with that. So it's, I kind of like it because it's kind of like he has the smarts. He had the strength. As a matter of fact, he was using the, the black guy was using his physical strength to try to get out of the chamber. Right. So he was out there kind of like chipping away at the, at the, the block. He had already figured out the artificial and, um, intelligence system and created a glitch in it so that it made it difficult. It, it compromised the the software because it's a software program that was keeping everybody. Um, it was keeping everybody captured, right? Software programming, like social conditioning programming, whether you know, and it's kind of interesting because that that that's a loaded statement in and of itself. Because to what degree is there social programming, and to what degree do you just take control of your life? I don't know. So he, the the black guy was actually trying to use his physical strength and he 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 did he he was literally hitting the wall. He had a, a little breakthrough and he went from sheer um ecstasy to just dejected, I mean within a matter of minutes. And so the guy's like, "Woo, I I broke through." And then he's like, he just gets quiet. The white guy's like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "Oh, I hit another wall." And then the next morning, he pops up at the window. He's like, yo, man, I'm not going to make it. I'm not. I'm taking myself out. And by the by the time the white guy's like, hey, no, wait a minute. Homeboy just offed himself. He was like, checked on out. He's like, do, do, do. The number you have dialed is no longer. He just checked out. So what the white guy did is he just stayed in his mind, like thinking over and over and over, like masterminding. How am I going to get out of here? So even with his 20%, you know, pineal gland capacity, it was long, it was laborious, but he never gave up. And I say that it definitely paid off, right? And I've also talked a little bit about, I want to also talk about the message I did before this one about why it's important for us not to coddle our boys, right? I want to put that mental note in there too. But even for a lot of us who like to work out and like to work out in the gym, a lot of us understand that at some point, you know, and for some, for men, they like to bulk up and get the huge muscles that I like to see. And for us women, we like to be lean and toned, but we understand that it helps us to burn more fat, right? So if you're going to be building muscle, you understand the importance of resistance, right? Um, I think it's called like anabolic and anaerobic or something like that. Um, 
what you know from the push and the pull right just from when you're doing like push-ups or pull-ups or um doing you know arm exercises or leg exercises um the resistance is important right um it's even things like i'm going to get a little bit kind of like gym rat <laughs> nerdy because um there's even strategies that that show that if you are um using the, the type of weights where your forearm is kind of like from your chest bringing it down to your waist you actually break down your muscles to make more muscle and stronger muscle if you do that motion slowly with heavy weights versus just like pumping it out right um if you if you take your forearm with your fist facing up right and you put a heavy weight in there from your shoulder and you slowly let that resistance just you know, when you're resisting that, that pull down, I'm doing it with my arm right now. Y'all, I'm about to go to the gym. I'm super excited. Well, workout, right? All the way down to your wrist. And then you slowly let that weight and you start to feel that burn as you slowly lift it back up to your shoulder. That type of resistance, it does beautiful things to your body. Another example I also wanted to talk about too, I've talked about this, but it's all culminating, right? It's all adding to why it's so important for us to to take on these challenges, right? Um, I talked about when I was on my re- road to recovery, y'all, a lot of you know I was coming out of depression, but one of the things I wanted to do was get back into my health and fitness. When I was younger, I used to be like really heavy in the gym, like, you know, just love, love, love working out. It's, it's, it's a utopia for me. It's a heaven for me. And so one of the things I I wasn't ready to get back into the gym, but I gave myself the challenge of doing 10,000 steps a day. And it took me some time. Um, I was on the weaker side, so sometimes I couldn't even really go around the block I had to stop and keep catching my breath, but I eventually worked myself up to 10,000 and 15,000 steps per day. And, but during that time, um, I also bought a weighted vest. The vest was 20 pounds. And then I also had bought the ankle weights, which, um, they were 10 pounds each. And it was fun and funny because even the, Excuse me, even though I knew it would happen, not only was it harder for me to walk and keep up the same pace as if I didn't have it, when I took the weights off, I mean, I was just moving at lightning speed, right? And so walking with that weight and with that challenge made me stronger, made me faster, developed more muscle, right? And I think that a lot of us, we... This is this is another thing I wanted to talk about too before I I start to talk about why we shouldn't coddle our boys. It's a blessing in disguise because if if black people quote unquote have the more challenges, that means we have the more potential. Right? So not only are we physically have the mental capacity, you know, the third eye capacity that's supposed to get give us advantages in our athleticism, in our intellect, and in our spirituality, that's already in, in, in the works. But 
it, it doesn't sound like the most loving message, you know, but if you start to understand, like, it's like when you have a fitness trainer and you work out with a friend or you have a boot camp, right? And that instructor is going harder on your counterpart. A lot of us would be like, phew, I'm glad they're not checking to see how many. I remember I used to do a um a spin class at, at my local 24-hour fitness. I used to love doing that too. Who knows? I actually, um, long story short, I'm a, yeah, I'm going to get back into those. But um, I used to take spin class. Those are those indoor um, bikes. And they go in and they put the music on and they have the lights and they're like, go, 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 da, 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 da. And they like change the resistance, same thing too. And and um, I remember I went with my dad one time too. And that, that was a lot of fun. But um Sometimes it felt like, you know, when the instructor would pass by, you'd like want to slow down. And some of us would kind of joke about it because sometimes he would go to the regulars and he'd be like, come on, set the pace. Show these bitches how it's done. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And so you show you, you show them what you've got and you're like sweating bullets. Literally, I've got, come out of there soaking wet, right? But can you imagine, you know, a lot of us feel like, oh, I don't want the instructor to look at me. So I'm going to sit way in the corner, way in the back, and I don't want him to, to push me. But when you get to this point of the game, you better believe when I walk into that into that spin class, I want to be smack dab in the front and I want them to push me to the limit because I know what that does for my body. I know what it does for my health. I know that inherently that person knows what I'm capable of. And it's going to leave me stronger, right? So in that same gym, in that same gym class, right? Who's going to come out better? The person that's going to come out better is when that instructor is like, all right, let's go, girl. Let's go. Show these people what you got. Let me see. I know what you're capable of doing. I saw what you did last week. I want to see you do better this week. Take it up to the next level, right? But, and so... I don't know if you're kind of following me. Like everybody has challenges. That's what I was talking about in the infinity chamber. All of us have challenges. And the, the, the blessing really is if, if we are in, you know, as a black community or in a situation where we have more resistance, that means we have, we are being set up to launch further and higher than our counterparts. Because what's happening is, you know, even I, 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 the secret, when I talk about the secret, the more I understand it each and every day, almost every hour, even when I fall asleep at night, even to when I'm waking up this morning, I wake up and I think about the secret and I just cannot be thankful enough for what I have been through because you get to the point where you start to look at the challenges and you say, you know what? I don't like that. I don't like, and I've shared this with you before. And and every time I say it, I get even more freaking excited because one of the things about the pandemic, right? Um, I had just quit my job, right? I was freaking good at what I did. I, but I had switched out because I was working for myself as a realtor and an insurance agent licensed in 25 states, right? 
um, coming into the ring, like, you know, young money, like tiger energy, like what's good. Let's go. Right. Pandemic hits. Wipes me out. Cause I'm, I'm new to that. Those areas start sending out my resumes, kind of figuring out while I could work part-time, they are doing remote jobs. Mind you, great resume, right? Nothing, no callbacks. <clears throat> and I started to remember what it was like because I would go in and interview, but I and only a black person will understand it. And I'm not trying to make it a victim thing at all. But you can also tell sometimes too, because I would get this a lot when I would talk to people on the phone. And, and I think my um my dialect or how I talk has changed a little bit since I've been in the office. But I used to code I used to code switch. I used to be able to code switch. So as soon as I go into work, I am Caucasian Cali girl on the phone and people would come in and you could tell they're like, Oh, I thought it was a white girl. I've had people tell me this before, right? Um and so you go in, you fill out the paperwork, and then they recognize you're black. And so it's like, yeah, you'll go through the motions of like doing the, the you know, the interview and talking to them, but you just don't get the call back, right? So I had to figure out part of how I ended up here to where I'm making the same passive income that I was when I was salaried, Right. I had to figure out how can I put myself in a position where I don't have to have my hand out to these white people. And I don't have to have my hand out to a man that's going to pay me way less just because I have a <laughs> a what, right? And 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 figuring that out took me on this journey, y'all. I have tried everything from drop shipping, to um I even when I tell you in one of my my rooms I have if I tell you I have over a thousand eyelashes <laughs> right magnetic I I have tried um oh I have tried so many stuff but and I don't mind it because uh what is it master of uh jack of all trades master of none but but I don't even mind because I like how my mind works and I kept myself stimulated. Oh, I even did remote um, selling insurance from my from my home. And if I'm honest, one of the last phone calls, if not the last phone call, that just took me out, and I'm like, I can't do this, Lord. I'm not. I'm not with it. I was um, the. They have the customer service person uh, call the. They will screen the person. And when they're ready to talk to a licensed insurance agent in their state, they will transfer over. So I pick up the call. Y'all, it was this really old black guy. And the whole time he kept asking me for my phone number. And I'm like, sir, but we need to get you a policy, sir. And he's like, I'm not worried about the policy no more. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, you sound like a PYT. I'm trying to figure out where you live. He's like, listen, he's like, if you want to sell me an insurance policy. Now, mind you, he told me he has kids, right? And I'm like, and so we talk about the importance of making sure that he has at least something for burial for him and to leave something for his kids. But that, all that goes out the window. And he's like, well, I'll buy a policy from you if you email me your number, your phone number, because I want to take you on a date. And I'm like, 
never called back in again. Never called back in. Like they, and you know, they couldn't figure it out. I'm just, I was, I can't, can't do it. And, and I had gotten other calls like that too, but it was kind of like, it just, I couldn't, I don't know. It is what it is. I just, I, so I stopped doing the remote. That being said, you know, I probably shouldn't let anybody let me fumble my money like that. But at the same time, the challenge is how do you mastermind a way to get yourself out of what you like? And I think that if a lot of us in the black community saw this as an opportunity, we're like, oh, snap. And, and, and let's just keep it 100. With, and with the stupidity and all the stuff that the stupid Kyrie and um, Kanye are doing, it's just dumb because it's funny that the women, women have figured out so many other solutions and we wouldn't have even moved in that, in that way, shape or form anyways. But it, and it's hilarious. It is, I mean, the women were like, what the hell? I was even talking to a friend about this too. I was like, so this whole time he was telling us he had 2 billion and he really didn't even own that stuff. I was like, if it was me, I would have just sat quiet until I actually owned the two billion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what all is going on in their mind. But if you have um, those situations, right, where you start to realize that they can pull the rug out from under you, how do you figure out that you can have your own shoe line production so you don't have to depend on them for for them to make your own shoes? You know, with the Kyrie guy. And I don't even know Kyrie from Adam. I never heard of the guy, you know, up until now. I still don't know a lot about him. But just little clips from what I'm I'm seeing on, on YouTube. I guess he went viral for some stupid shit. I don't know. Then for Kanye, same thing too. It's like, it all comes down to the contract stuff. He could, the guy could still win. He can still figure it. I mean, listen. The Scorpio side of me were all about Phoenix from the ashes rising, rising, and it's it happens a lot. So you have to be able to come back stronger and more powerful than before. That's part of our one of the things that can make it a difficult placement for us is we we get zeroed out to ashes, complete nothingness, and our task, our assignment, is to come back stronger and more powerful. So in my mind. If I were Kanye, the way I would play it is I'd be like, okay, they messed with my designs. I didn't understand contract law, which that has happened to me before too. You know, I've lost money on things because I didn't understand contract law, even though I took business law one and two at the MBA level, right? It's it's completely different when you're in the streets, right? When you when you learn um what is it, hard knock life, right? And so but and so but now I have both. Now I have the 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 paper and I also have the street like mm-mm, you, you, mm-mm. I look at contracts like mm-mm, not going to play with you. Have the lawyer look at it. And same thing, I'll tell my parents the same thing too. They're like, "We're not shirking." I'm like, "I'll look it over, but make sure an attorney looks this over because we're not playing NT games." So I would just, you know, I'm pretty sure there's going to be people who want to work with him. He's good at designs, supposedly. And again, I don't even know all too much about Kanye. Figure out how to get your own production label, your own music label, your own clothing line, so you don't have to depend on those people, right? 
Now, what's unfortunate, and I've said this before too, is even when you look at like the Rick Rosses and um, the Wingstock, ones, what is it? Not, might not be Wingstock, but um, I think it was like Rick Ross. A lot of these people don't have the, necessarily the, the best ethics, which is interesting to me because when it comes to workplace, one thing that I made sure, right, I absolutely saw myself as building myself up and being a catalyst for my for people who worked for me and I did want to go into human resources um I did my 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 MBA with a concentration in human resources and so as I was going through school and I got to the point where I had personnel that were working under me and I had my own staff um even though I was reporting to upline right um, up in the chain of command type of thing, it's like I made sure that I paid them well, and I made sure that I gave them um the performance reviews that were I sat down with them and I gave them their strengths and their weaknesses, and I also made sure that I understood the areas of development for you know like if some of them wanted to go into education or if they wanted to go into art then I would give them more of the creating the flyers and show them how to make the stuff in publisher. If some of them wanted to go into um, graphic design or web programming, I trained them how to do um, work on the website using the typo three. I was freaking good at that too. If some of them wanted to go into, and so I figured out based on their personalities, not just the development and the feedback, but the pay. As one of the highest paying um, student worker employees on there, people would always try to apply as soon as the job position opened up, right? And also, um, I w- like I said, I always made sure that I would increase their pay and great working conditions. I remembered what it was like to be when I was a student and working, right? So it's interesting because, because... I understood that discrimination happens in the workplace, that you are underappreciated in the workplace, that people value positive working cultures and they because they're supposed to be more productive under those conditions. Right? So even though I wasn't necessarily getting that same um treatment from my bosses, right? One of the reasons I left my job, I tested my my boss, I um, at this point, they were leading me for the whole summer to run the whole, you know, section that I was in. And it had gotten to the point where the third boss, they were they would just tell the boss after me, you know, after the after they would leave, you can leave her there for the summers because she will run everything, literally everything. And I would sign and my sign signature would be as good as my boss's. Right. And go to the meetings and represent and everything. I was doing accreditation reports by myself. All he had to do was just look it over, write the intro. There was maybe like a couple pieces. But when I tell you I did the accreditation report for two years by myself. Right? So at that point, I um started to assert myself and I said, look, I'm not... Whatever. I want to keep this on the topic. But I, I ended up saying... I need I need to get a raise because I'm taking on more rep, more tasks and they couldn't give me the raise and I'm like well it's time for me to go, right? But look at where it put me. 
I'm in a position, I've talked about this before, where I'm in trading and investing. And a lot of you, it might look a little bit different, but start to think about how do we switch this to how you win? Because when you you play to win, now you're really going to win. If a lot of us were to look at, at the things where we say, well, we can't get bank loans. Okay, well, figure out how to make money to where you don't need loans from them or you can have your own banks. Um, we have employment issues. This, this, and a lot of the women really do have the answers to this too. But it's like, for the longest time, you know, for as much as black men talk about not having employment, why aren't y'all hiring each other? You know, y'all talk about we built everything, then put together construction companies. One of the guys I know, he's making Boku cash doing AC. He was a, he was he went to college and while he was in college and it, it sucks, but the best job he could get was in physical plant working with AC. Went to college and everything, but they wouldn't even put him in an accounting office or working in you know anything. The whole time he was there. Now he runs his AC business. He has his own, he has multiple crews. One of the last times I talked to him when I was in real estate and we were talking about, you know, flipping houses and all this stuff. Boku cash. He have so much money, he don't know what to do with it. He has so many employees that he, it's just, he's just in the middle of training all of them. And they're all good. He trains them to be just as good as he is. Right? How do you, because cause, cause we are really have, if you start to mastermind how you can not be dependent anymore. And so as I close out here, one of the things, um, the, the messages I was also saying is, you know, well, one thing men don't really understand is. And it's hard. I cannot imagine what it would be like to raise boys um on my own I can't and um but the most loving thing that we can do as a collective and even as mothers is to stop coddling them because there's studies that show um what's her name Priscilla the queen maker was talking about this and it was it was off of the the study universe universe twenty five or universal twenty five uh something like that. I've talked about it in my previous podcast too um and she was talking about it also, but hers hers was highlighting different aspects. mine were more dealing about what happens with the female rat and how she's cushioned between having to take care of her offspring and taking care of the older generation and so she really gets squeezed and pinched and also how the the men start to turn on each other and they go around biting everybody's um tails once they hit a certain um population capacity and that's the same thing that we see happening in our community her her article and her approach one of the things she was looking at was you provide a utopia for the for these rats to where they don't have to work for anything. Everything is handed to them and there are no challenges. And so it, it resulted in them not being productive because instead of them going out and foraging for food and building things and 
you know, being productive, basically. They just ended up just eating, sleeping, and effing, right? And it led to such a quick deterioration that not only was their population increasing, but um, now they were getting violent with each other. They became low mass, low testosterone, you know, low, low muscle mass having just the same things that we're seeing now. And so I talked a little bit in the previous podcast about trying to figure out how I can be the best, um, help to my godsons. Cause I have six God kids. I have three girls and three boys, right? And my goal is, especially the younger ones, truly they'll never have to work again, right? All of them. The way I'm setting this stuff up. But then it's coming across these studies and figuring out, oh my gosh, I would be coddling them. And I would actually not only be causing damage to my, to the very people that I wanted the best for, it's not going to be good for society, the community that I care about. So it's really cool. I'm going to continue to share my thought processes. It's even things like um, giving them distributions at different points and times and or if and when they decide to go to college, I'm willing to pay their tuition, you know, um, so that they're not having to carry on that debt. Right. And so it still allows them to to put all of their energy into going to college and being the best version of themselves. Um and, and you know that that's one of the um key indicators that 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 will set them apart from their counterparts also right so little things like that distributing it at the age of twenty five when they when they have their brain fully developed and they can make better decisions another distribution at thirty five right or and or like I said paying for the two so things like that but you know as I'm closing out. Kanye's mom, and this happens in our in our culture, she was the parent that stayed, right? And from what I understand, she was she was very rigorous with him, right? A lot of people like to say he's a genius, but even in the backhanded slap, you know, that he gives in trying to have the Donda Academy. She stimulated his intellect, right? Right? And if she is like most women, she tried to make the most out of the situation that she had without the father being there. And she was right when she said he was challenged. And I've talked about this before too. Some things he has right, some things he doesn't have right. And I think that happens to a lot of us too, right? Like for myself, I'm really good at organizing things. I'm really good at running things. I'm actually much better behind the scenes and and running stuff than I am verbal. So this is a competency I'm working on. But I'm freaking good at it. (laughs) Freaking good at it. And um, going back to the Kanye thing, it's like Those challenges that she put him up against, right? Well, what I was talking about with Kanye is his making decisions about his wife and, you know, children, not the best, right? 
um, his decisions about being erratic and, and just saying whatever, not the best. But one thing I said before, um, before his whole me- other meltdown was one thing he understood is when he said slavery was a choice, he, he decided within himself that I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to power through. These people are going to keep testing me and trying me. And I'm going to try to be the best version of myself. I think that he made some mistakes along the way. He has a, a little bit of an inflated ego going for him. And also, he didn't understand contract law. He doesn't understand power dynamics um, of how things work. Understand that, I've talked about this before too, when you look at the quantum physics and um, infinite possibilities, um that we were talking about in the, in the other movies and they kind of give us examples of how we can thrive here is understanding human behavior. And I don't think he really understands if this, then that, right? And so um, he is an example of someone who is powering through. He's gone far. Um, and if he can take even these challenges, right? Because the funny thing is he would probably listen to this and be like, yeah, that, that, that musings of a divine feminist, she's petty. Same way he said his mom was petty, right? But what a lot of our men don't understand is there's studies that show if we coddle you, if we give you everything, I can tell you even as a woman, I don't have children, but even you can see it with my God kids, right? I want the best for them. You part of, I remember talking to my niece from an early age, six, seven, eight. Auntie's working on this stuff, right? The idea back then, she used to go to the real estate office with me. And I would have her, she we would she would practice her typing. And then I would go into the office and she would have her little cards. She was learning Spanish. And so she'd be learning quietly, looking through the cards and writing stuff down. And every once in a while, going and checking on her and we'd practice her Spanish. And then... But she would see me in the broker's office because my plan was to get my own brokerage. Doesn't mean I still can't do that. Get my own real estate agents and she would take that over. So she was starting to understand how she fits into things. And she was kind of toying with the idea of doing like architectural engineering or that type of thing, right? Who knows? Sky's the limit with whatever she's capable of doing. But... I told her, it's like, I don't ever want you to feel discrimination the way I did on the, on the job. I don't want you to have to, to worry about racism. I want you to have the best opportunities. There were times where, you know, it just, it, life is rough and it's tough, right? Deciding to pay for books or going to the movies and going on trips with my friends, right? Working graveyard shifts. Couldn't tell you how many times I would be working graveyard and working on my homework to go take a midterm the next morning. Right? Sometimes I was working different jobs. I was working retail, working an office job, and going to taking graduate level courses. Right? And I didn't want them to have to experience those type of things. So I'm telling you, even from a woman's perspective, we we want the best outcome for our progenitors. But we cannot, it's not in your best interest for us to continue to coddle you. 
And we joke about it in our community and we say, well, our men are resting in their femininity. I was just watching a video on Simply Said this morning. Cannot make this stuff up. The woman went inside to go pay for the gas, came back to the car, and the guy was still sitting in the car. So she says, you need to pump the gas. He refused to pump the gas. He said, I'm not pumping the gas. This is your car. And you pay for it. So it's, you know, I'm not pumping the gas. We we joke about how our men are resting in their femininity. And it's because we've coddled, right? And it, and then you take, you give an inch, they take a mile. You know, the minute she went in to go pay, she already conceded to the 50-50. Now she got to pay the gas and pump the gas too. We can't keep going on like this. There have been a lot of talks about, you know, we are overpopulated. I don't know what dominant society is going to do, but we can't keep going on like this. The ones who are going to make it, and even when you look at, um, like I said, I've looked at what happens after the age of Aquarius. We are moving into what I call a beehive society. And you better believe that the people that don't serve a purpose, and that happens when you have overpopulation, when you start to have children for for men who who didn't even accomplish anything for themselves and you're just prolonging and adding another life into the pipeline of um non-productivity right something has to happen with those people right and the sooner we address it you the sooner you can figure out how to become a productive citizen. And I want you to, I'm going to close out with this. Look at the challenges the same way that I did. How can I get myself out of this situation? And I highly recommend you go look at the infinity chamber. And the same way you see him just, it he hits the walls, literally. Black guy hits the wall, literally. And you take, you you move inch by inch. And you go back and there's even secrets in there too of, of when you fall asleep into your subconscious. Um, I've taught I've done pod podcasts about this too. It's you can see it in the movie movie if you know what you're looking for. But you go back in and you think about what happened, what can I do differently? How do I mastermind myself out of this situation? But when he comes out, you know, we you're gonna smile. And I wish sometimes movies end kind of like you know how the movie ends at the wedding and you don't know how the rest of the life went but I want to celebrate what he accomplished because he came out so much more stronger right came out so much more powerful because if he ever they, they've said this before it once you become a millionaire you have the capacity to become a multimillionaire because you have you can shorten the gap from zero to one million quicker, right? If he ever got himself in that situation again, he would know exactly what to do. He understands how everything works. He adapted, right? And that's what a lot of us. It's it's really an honor and a privilege for us. To, the more challenged we are, the more we have to take off. But I really hope what you hear what I'm saying. The more challenges we have, the more capacity, the strength we have. And that's a beautiful thing, especially if you, it can feel like we're all oh, worth the victims. 
We have it worse. That means we have a better capacity to come out even further ahead of them. Because guess what? A lot of my coworkers and people, you know, the blonde, blue-eyed, blonde, blue-eyed people that got the jobs really easy are still at work. I drive by, sometimes past my old job, and they have the job and they got the raise. But they're still in that cell working that nine to five, still being underappreciated. And I'm here making the same amount of passive income, surpassing them, living my whole entire best life because of the challenges. Okay. And again, as I'm closing out for my, for my men to my growing up godsons, you know, um, auntie has to be a little bit rough on you, tough on you, you know, and, but take those challenges and the, the sooner you figure out that you can master it and overcome it, you're going to be further ahead. Okay. So. It's unfortunate, I think, like I said with the lyric, you know, him calling his mom petty, the mom that stayed, absent father, and him feeling so proud that his father finally said he was proud of him at the age of 45. Ain't been around. And and and, and listen, I'm going to tell you how his dad is even going to play him, too. I said this before. Now that Kanye had hit that two billion, and at this point he's just successful, even with four hundred million, right? The father, if if Kanye is forty five, his dad is older than the crim than the crib keeper. You don't think his dad's knees are starting to go out and his cholesterol is starting to show up on those doctors' reports, and you don't think the arthritis is starting to fill in and. He's not starting to figure out that he's going to need someone to take care of him in his old age. And Kanye's going to want that so bad. F his mom. His mom was petty. She stayed. She challenged him. She nurtured him. Poured into him. Forget his mom. He's going to do everything he can to continue to please his dad who wasn't there for him. And take care of his dad in his old age. It's a crazy world, right? It's a crazy world. But let me um get off of here. It's still early. It's listen, I love this time change. It is good for me. Um and um it means that I get that much more done. Cause I was waking up at five before. Um, and so now, yeah, it's about an hour. I've been up for an hour. I looked at some content and able to put out, push out a podcast. And then I still have time to do stuff around the house and I still have time to go to the gym. I love the time change. And by the time I get home, it's time to go to bed anyways. So, (laughs) all right, y'all have an amazing day. I just want us to look at these challenges so much differently We will continue to use our challenges as a launch pad and 
The same thing with the resistance bands, you know, for those of for my ladies who like to work out with the resistance bands, you know that they have the light resistancy, medium, and then more difficult. And it's like, you want to get to the difficult ones because you're, that's where you're going to get those really like firm glutes and toned arms and tight core. That That's what you really want to. It's like, give me the difficult ones, but it's okay. It's okay because even at the time that you're hearing this message, even if you were resisting the light resistance, work your way up to what it feels like to, to deal with medium resistance and then go to difficult resistance because um, you want to be able to have growth. You don't want to plateau. So that being said, until the next podcast, know that I love y'all. Y'all are my spiritual babies, my spiritual fam my spiritual brothers and sisters, my spiritual colleagues in terms of mission, and um, each of us understanding our, our assignments. One of the things I like Prince, that Princella says is, well, you don't, after, you've, we've never really had to compete with other women. I think that that's something that we're also starting to ravel, unravel, but all of our assignments are so different, Right? I have my strengths and my capacities in my areas. You have your strength in your in your areas of expertise, right? And let's get the most of our assignments. Let's get the most out of life. If you still believe in spirituality or religion or whatever it is that it, one of my favorite verses in there is I have come that you might live life more abundantly, right? And it's like, if you thought that you were brought here just to struggle, no, no, we were here to live life more abundantly. And, and, and once I start to emulate that, it's like, I understand that I'm here to raise the vibration for you and for me. So let's, let's get this money. Let's get this honey. Let's get this body. Let's get this health. Let's get this wealth. Let's get this love. Let's get the best things in life. And this Take on these challenges like head on. And I think even when um I was talking about the movie War of the Gods, again, the Queen of the Furies, I just love how they take these challenges head on. It's just I I'll probably go back and watch the movie um just to get more insights because that movie was jam-packed with so many um spiritual meanings and because of the way that the artwork was done. <sighs> It is just, it blew my mind type of a thing. So, all right, y'all. Bye. <laughs>